You've been doing a great job taking part of your paycheck and investing that money every month. You check your balance and you feel like, I'm not making as much progress as I thought I would. Of course, the stock market performance plays a huge role in your return, but that's out of our control. If you're properly diversifying, you're doing what you can, and the rest is fairly unpredictable. But you know what factor affects your portfolio's performance that you do have a direct impact on? Fees. And luckily, with just a little bit of education and the proper blueprint, you can minimize the fees you are paying to maintain your investment portfolio. In this episode, we are going to discuss three common investing fees, how to figure out if you're paying them, and what to do to reduce your cost. You know those moments where you think, I wish I would have learned this in school? Those are the topics that we love to talk about. Join me each week as I interview experts sharing their strategies for solving problems that us young adults will face throughout our 20s and 30s. So what are you waiting for? And if you want new episodes about adulting advice every Monday, hit that follow button. Before we get into the common investing fees, let's first explore why you as an investor should take the time to understand your fees. Fees are one of the few known variables for predicting your portfolio's performance. Even a small fee over time can have a major impact on your investment portfolio. Let me give you an example. Imagine you are 25 years old and you start investing $500 a month or $6,000 a year. You keep doing that over the next 40 years until you retire at the age of 65. Over that 40-year period, you would have invested $240,000 of your own money, 40 years times $6,000 a year. Assume you get the average rate of return of 8% on that $240,000. With that rate of return, your investments would have grown to $1.7 million. But if your advisor charged a 2% fee, which is not an uncommon fee, you would actually be left with $995,000, which is great, but it is not $1.7 million. So how did a 2% fee cost me $750,000 or 43% of my potential earnings? This is because of a concept that personal finance savants are always talking about, compound interest. But in this case, compound interest is working against us. The money that you lose to cost such as fees and expenses compounds over time. In other words, you don't just lose the amount of the fee that you pay, you lose all of the growth that that money would have had in the future. Industry professionals understand this math and so do shady salespeople that will try to minimize the impact their fees are going to have on your portfolio. But we are not going to fall for that. There are many potential fees out there, and this would be a pretty lengthy episode if I tried to cover them all. So let's focus on three investing fees that I commonly see. One major challenge I see with investing fees is that it's not always clear who all of the players throughout the transaction are and how each of them get paid. You might have to pay your financial advisor if you're using one, a brokerage or a trading platform, and even the mutual fund that you purchased. 
So first, let's start with a financial advisor. Maybe you have a guy or a girl that you go to that handles your investments. They might refer to themselves as an advisor, a broker, a financial planner, or a consultant. Some of the common firms include Edward Jones, Northwestern Mutual, Ameriprise, Merrill Lynch, and Morgan Stanley. These firms will charge a management or advisory fee. Sometimes this is a flat fee, but it's often a percentage based on the amount of money in your accounts. They will refer to this as assets under management or AUM. A lot of AUM fees will be between 1% and 2%, which once again, doesn't sound like a lot, but this can quickly turn into a large number as we discussed earlier. This cost comes right out of your investment funds, so you aren't even getting an invoice and having to pay it. If you aren't using an advisor and instead buying your investments on your own through an online brokerage or trading platform like Robinhood or E-Trade, you'll probably be charged a trade commission or also called a stock trading fee. Anytime you buy or sell a stock, a fund, or other assets, you pay a fee. I've always seen this as a flat dollar amount, but maybe there's a percentage fee out there. I'm, I'm not entirely sure. I don't do a whole lot of this, so I don't know. Luckily, the industry has gotten really competitive and there has been a huge shift to free trading but there are still a lot of trading platforms out there that charge, so you want to investigate that. Finally, if you're using an advisor or even making an investment purchase on your own, you are probably purchasing a mutual fund, and these mutual funds also charge a fee. This fee is called an expense ratio, and it is a percentage of your fund very similar to an AUM advisory fee. This fee is to pay for the salaries of the fund managers who make the decisions on what to buy and sell, their overhead and other salaries, and other ancillary expenses that they have to pay for in order to maintain their firm. I've seen some pretty outrageous expense ratios as well. One that I just looked at had a 1.6% fee, which means that you are paying $16 per year on every $1,000 invested. So you could be paying a 1% to 2% advisory fee, a 5 to $10 trading fee, and a 1% to 2% expense ratio to maintain your investments, all kind of in one transaction. You can see how these costs can quickly add up, which is why it is important to figure out if you have to pay these fees before you do anything. So apparently 21% of investors don't think they pay fees at all, which is totally understandable because these providers have access to your money and they can draw your fee out of your funds without you having to do anything. So let's talk through a couple of strategies to figure out what fees you're actually paying for. For your advisor, I suggest starting with their website. Though it may not be in plain sight, there will be a page detailing their fee structure. I would print that page out and use that to start a conversation with your advisor. Be wary if they try to minimize or say that you don't have any fees or they don't charge any fees. These brokerages have to get paid somehow and you are the customer. You can take a similar approach with trading fees. Your trading platform should also have a webpage that outlines their fees or you can see the withdrawal fees in your portal under transactions. I'd also suggest calling the customer service and asking when fees are charged 
and what fees you have specifically paid over the last 12 months. Lastly, to figure out an expense ratio associated with a fund that you are purchasing or other fees associated with your investment choices, look up the ticker symbol of the fund, which is typically five letters. Look up your fund name slash the ticker symbol. And once again, it will be like four to five letters that come up. Take those letters, go to morningstar.com, type in the ticker symbol and the upper left-hand search bar. That will bring you to a summary page that shows all of the details, including the expense ratio that that fund charges. Finally, I think it's good general practice to analyze your statements that you receive. If you see a withdrawal on your statement, this is probably a fee that is being charged. Some fees are being charged on a monthly, quarterly, or even annual basis. So it's best to check the last 12 months of your statement to see if any fees show up. Although some fees are unavoidable, that doesn't mean that we shouldn't be trying to reduce our fee cost as much as possible. Once again, this is really the only predictable variable of your portfolio's performance and reducing fees, especially percentage-based fees, can significantly increase the amount that you are going to earn on the long run. Once again, this is really the only predictable variable of your portfolio's performance and reducing fees, especially percentage fees, can significantly increase the amount you are going to earn in the long run. For advisory fees, I would question if you have to have an advisor at all. Typically in our 20s, we have a fairly straightforward investing approach and we probably aren't doing any retirement planning that might need more technical expertise. You can really simplify and DIY your investment strategy by subscribing to the three fund portfolio approach. And I have faith that you are more than capable of setting up an investment account through a brokerage like Fidelity and clicking a couple of buttons to make a purchase. But if it gives you the comfort and accountability to have a financial planner, Look for a fee-only fiduciary who's going to charge you a flat rate versus an AUM model or commission fees related to investment and insurance products. If you found that your trading platform charges a fee, look for one that offers commission-free trades and no fees. You can simply Google that, online trading platform, no commission fees, and you'll get a whole list of different platforms. As of recording this, TD Ameritrade, Charles Schwab, and Robinhood are all offering this feature. So I'd go ahead and check out one of those potentially. I personally use Fidelity, which is a big broker that prides themselves in keeping costs low. Finally, you shouldn't be paying any more than 0.25% for a mutual fund's expense ratio. Look for an alternative low-cost index fund Two low-cost index funds that make up almost most of my portfolio are ticker symbols FZROX and FZILX. These are Fidelity's total U.S. stock market and international index funds. Buying these two funds keeps me extremely diversified, and I don't have to worry about buying hundreds of different stocks to do it. And the best news they charge a 0% expense ratio if you are a Fidelity customer. And 
Honestly, you might have access to it, even if you're not, I'm not entirely sure, but there are tons of other alternatives and low cost options out there. Once again, if you are buying funds in between a zero to 0.25 expense ratio, you're doing okay. I hope that thoroughly convinced you to do some research on the fees associated with your investment choices. Just because there is a higher cost doesn't mean that that comes with a higher quality. In general, I think we should all be avoiding or minimizing investment fees the most we can so that we can maximize our return and keep as much as that $1.7 million as possible. If you need to reference anything that we discussed in today's episode, you will be able to find the show notes and full transcripts at www.tsirpodcast.com forward slash 94. Once again, that is tsirpodcast.com forward slash 94. And of course, I'm always happy to answer any listener questions. You can send us a DM on Instagram at tsirpod, that is T-S-I-R-P-O-D, or you can email us through our contact form at tsirpodcast.com. So let's keep those fees low and keep growing our wealth. I'll see you guys all in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the episode. As always, I appreciate your kind words. If you want to leave us a rating and review on your podcast player right now, that would absolutely make my day. If you want to find episode show notes, our blog, and other great resources, head over to tsirpodcast.com. If you have follow-up questions, an idea for a future episode, or just want to say hi, we have a contact form on our website and those messages go straight into my inbox and I promise you, I will reply. But all right, guys, I really appreciate you tuning in. I love you all and you're not alone. Let's keep making it through our struggles together. Mm-hmm.